0: What was that all about?
1: What in the world? I just want to
0: preach the word.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Hearts everywhere, pink, pink. Hey, there's some. Hey! I look over. There's oh people from Ohio. Let's Prince go. And, family. and people from Murraysville. Let's go. And Penn Hills and Woodland. Come on, let's the whole team here.
1: How many like to shake things up a bit? We like to shake things up. We like spontaneity and we love uh, the naked truth. And we're all about the truth and we're talking about the kingdom. We're in a kingdom series. We just had the kingdom marriage conference. So we thought, why don't we just record a live Buck Naked and Amy podcast at church talking about what we're talking about anyway? So we're so glad that you're here at church today and watching on the podcast. And be careful
0: if you if you google buck naked like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff will come up. And yes. you say why would you make as a holy pastor that's righteous with a beautiful wife why would you have a buck naked podcast cuz we're not here just to reach you. We want to reach the lost. We want to see people that have they're far from God have an opportunity to see God's love. Amen. Yeah. That's
1: right. Let's go. You sure? Yeah. People have written in questions. We got a lot of questions. So we're kind of grouping them together. Matt, I believe you're going to hit us with the first question. But before
0: you do, remember, how many are here with your spouse? Yes. Okay. Don't slip out. you got to watch out. (laughs) I see some motorheads on the back row right there. (laughs) These guys like to build engines, but we want to build marriages. We want all the eight cylinders moving with a little bit of turbo, right? And no oil leaks and no out of alignments. So we just had the best marriage conference we've ever had in the history of our church. And that north campus was packed out with people. Man, what a time. Amazing. Can I tell you that we reemphasized some stuff of the past, but I'm just amazed at how many new people that haven't heard about marriage and how God's way and to do marriage were really inspired to take their marriage to the next level
2: so let's do it Let's go. so i had to keep these questions a little bit pg-13 because some of you guys are crazy so you know <laughs> first question number one we've been at the services hearing the kingdom messages how does that apply to marriage hold up oh. you want to go first
1: yeah you know If you think about, who is telling you what marriage should look like, okay, your parents are telling you what marriage should look like. Your friends are saying, this is what your marriage should look like. Your family's telling you, this is what marriage should look like. You talk to your friends, and they're like, well, this is what marriage should look like. And then you watch a movie, and the the movies are saying, this is what marriage looks like. And then you're listening to podcasts, and you're getting opinions of what they think marriage should look like. And you go to songs, and and they're saying what love should look like be feel look like and we were laughing so hard listening to some toby keith songs this past week what's that one it was amazing i want to talk about me want to talk about i want to talk about you know because i occasionally you know it's like we're talking about you all so like what does the kingdom say about marriage the world is saying one thing about marriage but god is saying something else so i would say the world says divorce is okay Kingdom says union, covenant, commitment. The world says rejection. Kingdom says acceptance. Uh, The world says you owe me. Kingdom says I freely give. Uh, The world's way is vengeance. Kingdom is forgiveness. Uh, The world's way is like you don't meet my needs. Kingdom way is I want to meet your needs. So I think as women specifically that we go to the scripture, to the Bible, to look at what does being a kingdom woman, a kingdom wife look like? What did Eve do, the mother of all living? What did she do with Adam? What did God say to her? What about Sarah, the mother of our faith? I mean, 1 Peter just lays it all out, what that looks like. What did she do if we are... Are you listening to me? You said at the marriage conference... You said at the marriage conference the, you could have a little snack. I know, but not while I'm talking. I'm talking oh. Oh you went there. Okay. I'm more light her. here. Go ahead. I'm, I like banquets better. Okay. <laughs> I don't want a snack. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You about had that. to be there. Okay, what did, what did Esther do to win over the king and to save her people? What did Ruth do when she was finding her Boaz? And what did Mary do to find favor in the eyes of God? So I just say, you know, the, the world's way is, why would you get married? It's not that big of a deal. Live your life. Be all about yourself. But we know in Proverbs 18, whoever finds a wife... Finds a, good thing. I How many want a good thing in life? A good thing, and obtains favor, favor, right? From a favor, mas favor. Mas favor, you find favor of the Lord. So I'm just saying, we want to do marriage the kingdom way.
0: Would you put these in there for me so I can refer to that? I
1: cannot believe you're going to chew those while we're talking. If we this preach
0: every week while she talks a little, I could eat some snacks, and then we could keep going. <laughs> Listen, this is a podcast, a little different. Kingdom marriage, ready? <laughs> Write this in your notes, because I think the world's view and the kingdom's view are two different ways. And so the world's view is so important that you... oh, sorry. Now you're going to eat while I'm talking? <laughs> All right, hey, it's all good. All but for I want one, you to hear one this. for all. So kingdom marriage defined a covenant union between a husband and a wife who commit themselves to function in unity under divine authority in order to replicate God's image and expand his glory, rule, and authority in the earth. earth. Right. Romans four fourteen seventeen. the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about eating and drinking, but the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Well, Hollywood or Hollywood wants to describe a bunch of demons dancing around that weddings are kind of uh eh. marriages are kind of uh eh. kids having children, kind of uh what do they want to do? They want to destroy the image and the likeness that God created humanity in. Right. Satan lost all his power. Man God's creative being was his prized possession. And he said, I love you. This is God's message. I love you. I want you to multiply, replenish, be fruitful, increase, take dominion. The devil was so mad because God has this now co-creative person that was made in his image. This word "amago day," which literally means image of God. So God made us, yes. and I'm thinking this this morning, like as I'm talking about this, why is the devil so ticked off? Why is he having a seizure? Why is he in the, in the phone booth, dialing 911, drinking a bottle of Mailox? Because when you get your understanding of who you are, your identity and your authority, and you take dominion, right. now you produce righteous offspring that wow. gives the devil so much hell. Because he's not able to what? He can't create anything. He not only can't create anything, he's not the image of the Father. In fact, he's losing people every day. He's losing demons every day. That's why there's such an animosity, the kill kingdom marriage, to say, wow, your marriage reflects the image, the glory, and replicates the image and likeness of God. And people can see, today when we do renewal vows, you'll sit there and watch Andrea and Alan, and you'll see God's glory on them as one. You'll see God's glory on on. Rachel and Anthony, as one. And all of a sudden, you got this pyramid. Thank you. you got this pyramid. That God is in the center. He's the glue that holds us together. We have my wife. We have me. And then we have God. He's the very center. That we seek first his kingdom. And we understand that this covenant union is not chaos. Satan and Hollywood produce chaos. How many know in the kingdom, God produces this divine unity that's in the very image and likeness? The feminine of God, the masculine of God, yes. he puts it together. Amen. You become one flesh. Now we have a kingdom couple that's a power couple that can rule and reign in, in life, life as kings. Yes. Come on, say amen to Ooh. that. Do yes. you that's have good. any other comments? I'll no, take a I'm, pez I'm real quick. This is buck light,
2: buck light year. <laughs> to infinity. Go ahead. To infinity. Okay. And beyond. Ba- and beyond. <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> Ushers might want to turn up the AC for this one. What What does... No, turn it down. Because it's about to get... Okay, we'll just go. What What does the Bible say about sex? It got so quiet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay.
0: I don't know, but we were at a a restaurant when my son was four years old, and uh, we didn't know what was going on. It was the old olives and peppers were sitting there, and there was a jukebox there. And he was four. He dropped a quarter in, and he played a song. And we heard this music start, and then all of a sudden, Gabe at four jumps out, and the first words were, I'm sexy, and I know it. And he said that, and we're like, where did you hear that?
1: I'm like, oh, from your dad. Oh.
0: In a, huh? In an over-sexualized culture with porn and lust thrown at us every way, Satan hates the institution that God created. This is, now please get this, because I know we're laughing, we're having fun, but this is so important. Mm -hmm. This is the only institution, uh, let me say it this way, the first institution God created so that he could reproduce godly, righteous offspring in the earth so that the kingdom would come so that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we would rule and reign with him. This is where people mess it up. They think, oh, you're just some little ant wandering around on earth, and God's mad at you, and if he gets real mad, he'll <laughs> step on you and rub you out. Right. That's not the God we serve. He's not an angry, upset God. There's a battle going on in the spirit. There's an enemy that his purpose and reason, John ten ten, is when it comes to marriage, he wants to kill it, he wants to steal it, he wants to destroy it. Jesus said, I have come that you might have zoe, God kind of life, and this life more abundantly. Referring to the marriage, he wants you to have an abundant marriage. He wants God to be over this man that he created and this spouse to rule and reign as co-heirs together of the grace of life. But I thought about this. Ready? Psalms 8. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Yet you made him a little lower. This is key. little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory, honor, dignity, and worth. You made him to have dominion over all the works of your hand. This word is very well translated in Genesis 1, verse 26, "amago day." The mystery of the gospel that's been hidden for ages is now revealed, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory that God wanted to replicate and reveal his image in the earth through marriage, this first institution. And when I looked at it, once Satan tried to rip off your crown, he tried to steal your worth, he tried to deceive you, bring division, hurt your identity, get men with men, women with women, confuse the gender, because he hates God so much, he hates his co-creation so much, and he hates that only Man and women can reproduce, but he can't do a thing. He's wicked and can just twist what God already made. So you are the prize possession of God. And because you are, he wants to kill you. He wants to stop your marriage. He hates your seed. He hates your children. He'll try to destroy. But you know what? God said, I'm going to increase my rule. I'm going to increase my reign in the earth, and I'm going to do it through you. So here's the two most hated things. I didn't realize this until I was praying about it this morning. The two most hated things in the planet by Satan that he wants to kill more. Well, Pastor, the devil's after my water heater. Well, he might be. I don't know. He hates you to have warm water. Me too. But he's after your cat, right? And I know he is. But (laughs) he he is trying to hurt your dog too, okay? But they're not image likeness of God. So, So we're in the image likeness of God. That's why he hates you. But when I looked at this, think about what, what's Satan's number one attack on? Oh, he wants to give you this. He wants to, you know, flu, COVID, this. No, no, no. He, he, his number one goal since God's number one institution is his glory is reflected when a man says yes and a woman says yes, and they come together. This is a picture of Ephesians 5, Christ and the church. He said, I'm not really talking to you about marriage. I'm talking to you about the image of Christ, how much he loves the church, so a man ought to love his wife. So a woman ought to respect her husband. So when we look at this, we go, what's the two most attacked things? Your marriage? He hates your marriage. Well, you say, well, it's the world, people that don't know Jesus. No, no, no. There's just as much divorce in the church. He hates your marriage. He wants to see division, strife, envy, every evil work. So 200 and some people came to a marriage conference this weekend because you invest in your marriage, because you have to work on your marriage, because you have to build your marriage. You have to have a date night. You have to dance together. You have to love. You have to be who God called you to be. But it's interesting. Why is he attacking that? Because he knows what it produces, righteous seed. He knows that my children are a threat to hell and your children are a threat to hell. Out of this beautiful union comes this reproduction. Why are there 63 million babies that never released any potential? Because they were aborted before their time. Because he hates righteous seed. Genesis says, He, Satan, will bruise her heel, but Eve, her seed, will crush his head. Where some of you thrash guys, let's make a song, Skull Crusher. Soul crusher, soul crusher, right? Because that's what we do every day. But Satan is under our Peace. Come on, Satan's under our Peace. Satan knows you have authority, and if he can keep you without knowledge of that authority, he can keep you lost, he can keep you down, he can keep you divided. But when you start to function together as one, and you grow up in this foundational thing called marriage, the first institution of God that produces godly offspring, they're arrows in the hands of a mighty man, and you shoot them into the earth, and they destroy the works of darkness. Therefore, establishing his kingdom.
1: We were walking through the mall last night, which I don't recommend because we almost not on into Saturday a night. A major fight broke Hold out up. at the mall. It was very intense. My, My wife ran
0: like crazy.
1: Yeah, no, no took I out, ran left down me. and up escalator. It was awesome. <laughs> and um, you know, our our son's birthday's on Valentine's Day, so we're you know trying to get a little something for him. And we walk by this. Lingerie store that was not like your sweet lingerie. It was like the nasty, you know, it really pornographic. I think
0: it was used negligees.
2: Yeah, it,
1: it, but there were there were three preteen boys in front of me, and I said, "Watch, watch what they do when they walk by that store." I was so mad. I almost went and said, "I need the manager in here." Don't awaken love before its time, because. Sex is good and God created sex and there is purpose joy fulfillment in sex but the world has taken it Perverted has abused it. it created pornography it's accessible on in all of our hand devices and it's destroying lives it's destroying intimate sex lives i mean you cannot at all open the door to the twisted, perverted, abusive, demonic use of the world's way of sex. The fact is, is that God loves it and he breathes on it and his life and anointing is in it when it's done the kingdom way. And I love this in 1 Corinthians 7. Now getting down to the questions that you asked in your letter to me. First, is it a good thing to have sexual relations? Yep. Certainly. Certainly but only within a certain context. It's good for a man to have a wife and a woman to have a husband. Sexual drives are strong, but marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sex life. In a world of sexual disorder, the marriage bed must be a place of mutuality, the husband seeking to satisfy his wife and the wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your own rights. Marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. And I do love what Song of Solomon's 8, 6 says, Love's flames are flames of fire, flames that come from the Lord. It's the Lord that gives us those flames of sexual desire, not for just anybody, anything, anyone's eyes, but for one man or one woman, for that spouse that you are in covenant relationship with. What's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. So if we do it God's way, it will be honoring. Yeah. And I believe... Sex is God's way to really minister to you through somebody else. So,
0: And what's good about this, Ready? can I tell you, let's close this this statement because we've got to move to the next question. But can I tell you, if Satan can mess up your sexuality, it can usually destroy your life. Because remember, a man and a man don't produce anything. A woman and a woman don't produce anything. A guy broke out in Indianapolis, a friend of mine, David Summerall, said, our church has gone to three services. We're having revival. He said, what's your key? He said, we're just talking about marriage and people are seeing God's glory and what it's meant for. And how." It are. he said, we're having marriage revival. People are getting married. It's awesome. So when I look at this, I say, if Satan can mess up sexuality, which is very easy through the channel of lust, right? And lust is everywhere. It used to be in the '70s, there was magazines, right? Hidden, nobody had them.
1: Playboys. Right? You had to go and find Satan, them. At you your had to work to get house. those. But now it's right. pocket
0: porn. Right. Now Satan can destroy marriage just through this. And, and and so if we feed on that stuff, what's Satan do? He creates this unreal expectation that can never be satisfied. Yep. Only through the person God gave you. That as she said, you only have eyes for that person. And Satan says, no, it works this way. Well, she's hot, she's hot, she's this, she's that. And then you start feeding into that, and then it gets in your mind, and you get seeds in your imagination. And then por- porneia is the Greek word, which is pornography, which destroys your life, which if you keep looking at it, it'll dismantle your mind. I've already counseled many people that in their old days, they're just sitting in homes going da, 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 da. And I yeah. said, what happened to this guy? I yeah. cast that thing out of him. Yeah. I bind it. And, and they told me he looked at porn his God, whole life. It, it literally had hydrocephalus on his brain. He couldn't even think. How many know the devil has a plan to take you out? That's why we got to break the power of pornography because it, it makes you non-value and appreciate the prize wife that God yes. gave you. And it makes you create unreal expectations. And the devil says... This will be maybe yours one day, but it never satisfies. It's a lie from hell. But I have a scripture for you because I love it. Job 31.1. He says this way, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully upon a young woman. I made a covenant. I made a covenant with my eyes that I'm only going to look at God's word and keep my eyes straight forward and only do the will of God and only have this relationship be the only one and have God being in the center. And we're going to make sure we preserve that thing that God made that's like a brand-new Lamborghini. It's called sex in the context of marriage. And when you get out of that context, it's like taking that brand-new Lamborghini off-road. And you say, that would be fun. But the minute you take it off road, you start destroying the suspension and rocks start hitting And you pull that thing back that was worth $600,000 and it's in shambles. Because God gave you something beautiful, but you took it out of his context. And when you take it out of his context, it never works. It only brings destruction. Give me a high five. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's go.
2: Okay, this next one. Whatever guy wrote this is my boy because I struggle with this one too. <laughs> Maybe I turned it in. My wife. <laughs> Brings in her own money and oh. thinks it's just hers, but my money is our money. Hmm.
1: Let's talk about that. So I think this. that came from my wife.
2: So, what, what does the Did Bible have to that? say about that?
1: <laughs> no.
2: I had to give a little motion to it. I just, this my is so true. Oh my. Let me break
1: it down. Money, real quick. money, money. Money. So,
2: so, ready?
0: These are the three biggies. The three biggies. In fact, most churches don't talk about this. So that's why you're in a good church today, because we're going to, what's that song? Let's talk about sex, right? The top three problems in divorce and marriage are, number one, money, sex, and communication. Okay, these are the top three issues that everybody writes. We got hundreds of questions, but I can really summarize it with those three. So this one right here, when you talk about money, people get real stiff. People butt cheeks squinched together, <laughs> Right? You're doing it right now, some of y'all. I've seen that. You say, no, they're going to talk about sex in church. No, we're going to talk about money in church. Oh, no, they just want money. They, no, they don't. They want you to do the will of God. Right. But why do people argue about this situation, this circumstance? Because I thought, well, wait a minute. John, or excuse me, where is it? Matthew 6, we've been talking about this scripture. And, and I want you to get the context. You, you hear me say it on kingdom, ready? Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Seek ye first the of god and his righteousness his way of doing and being right and all these things will be added unto you so now the kingdom salvation's free but the kingdom has to be sought after you have to pursue it you have to pursue the things of god okay so when we look at this you go i'm seeking first the kingdom in matthew 6 he talks about uh verse 22 if the eye is the lamp of the body and if the eye is sound the whole body will be full of light well wait a minute wait a minute why do we argue about money because here's what my wife says your money is our money, mm-hmm. but my money is my, my money. money. And my money is our money, <laughs> but her money is her money. That doesn't add up, does it? No. No. Amen.
1: I have a rebuttal. But,
0: but I think it's all right for her to have her money, but she lent me some of her money the other day. So I'm like, come on.
1: <laughs>
0: so, come so to the bank, baby. So can I tell you whose money it really is? It's all his. It's So ready? All money is God's. All your materials are his. According to this scripture where he tells us in the Lord's Prayer, and then he goes on, the whole context is really goes into this situation about money. And he says that for where your treasure is, verse 21, there will your heart be also. So God says in the kingdom communion of marriage, I blessed you and I've given you 100% and asked you for 10% back. So... I want to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you don't have room enough to contain. I want you to not to think like the lilies of the field that I take care of and the birds of the air that I take care of. And all the stuff I take care of. Don't worry about your clothes, what you're going to put on, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to drive. For the Lord knows you have a need of before you even ask. Think about the birds. And that's the context here, right? So he says... No one, verse 24, can serve two masters. You either hate one and love the other or stand with one and obey the other and despise or be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, and deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. So that's why people get a little upset because I say it this way. The context of money is God gives you money and it's only a test. And the test is money takes on the character of the person that possesses it. So if you're a giver... People get. If you're a hoarder, you hoard. If you're stingy, the Bible says the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. So as we see our lives getting larger and larger, he says, don't trust in money, trust in God. It's not like he said 16 other things. He said, you can serve God or money, but you can't serve both. So it's interesting in this context that he says, if you can be trusted very little Luke 16, I can trust you with must. If you're dishonest in little, money's the context, you'll be dishonest in much. If you're not good at handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? No one can serve two masters, either hate one, love the other, or you'll cling to one and be devoted to one and despise the other. You ser- can't serve God and money. I like the way Robert Moore said it, because I kind of said this way, and I regurgitated it to my daughter. She's a dad, and thank God she's not dating anyone right now. She has a dog, and that dog Love keeps it. her busy, yes. and she, she does real <laughs> and estate and other things. So she's too busy. I'm like, yes, keep her busy, Lord. <laughs> so, so I said, Gloria, now I want w- what I prayed for my wife, and, and we want a Holy Ghost-filled woman. You want a Holy Ghost-filled man who's saved, who does the will of God, who has a godly family, and who is a I Holy Spirit-filled tither. tither. Yes. So why is that? Yep. I said, because Malachi says, will a man rob God? If a man will rob God, and I thought, if he'll cheat on God, he'll cheat on you. Don't marry a tool bag. Because if he doesn't honor God with his money, he won't honor you either with his money. Someone say, don't cheat. cheat. It's important. It's only a test.
1: My dad said about materialism and debt, live below your means, save your money, and you'll always have money. In Proverbs thirteen twenty two, it says, good people leave an inheritance to their children and their children's children, to their grandchildren. But the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. How a person handles money tells a lot about their personal integrity, their character, and how they respect the rights of others. I mean, I remember when we first moved here, we, we were at Taco Bell splitting tacos and glasses of water. I mean, there are seasons of sacrifice and little, and there are seasons of abundant and much, and how we steward all of those seasons will affect our children and our children's children. Now, Rick Warren said this. He said there's a couple of ways we can do this. We can do it my way, which is I fight till I win with money. We can do it no way, and we can just avoid it at all costs, we can do it your way, which means I'm a doormat. We could do it halfway, which, you know, I pick half the time, you pick half the time. Or we can do it our way, and we could figure out what works best in our marriage, and we is more important than me. But I want to talk to the girls for just a second because there's his money is our money. There's my money that's our money, but then there's my extra money <laughs> That's my money. You know what I'm saying? Like I go to the TV station, I get a little check. That just goes to the Amy Bank.
2: No, the shoe fund.
1: it It can go to whatever the heck I want it to because it's my own stash. Here's the thing. When girls have no clue where the money is, something happens to the man, they're lost in space, they have no concept of what insurance they have, what homeowners, What life insurance? Every girl needs life insurance, right? A lot. Right? I mean, there's just some basics here. And we have to Okay, because I love this in Luke 8. Jesus is going through towns and villages, preaching and bringing the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. I mean, this sounds like epic. And the 12 apostles were with him. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. How many have been touched by Jesus? Yes. Mary called Magdalene, uh, who had seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many other women who ministered to and provided for Jesus out of their property and personal belongings. Nice. I really... I like, because I think girls need their own. Women who supported Jesus' money from their own personal finances, who used their own considerable means to support the ministry of Jesus. So there's something about women having a sense of independence, even though we're together and interdependent, that you know what? You know, I'm thankful for you, but also without you, I will be great. Uh Because he's my provider. I'm saying, if you were to, like, fall off a horse or something. I did. I'm back. But there's some sense that he's my Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider, right? Anyway, that's just a little quick nugget for the women. My boys look mortified. They're like, please, Mom, just...
2: Welcome to the Buck Naked and Amy Show. Yes. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up.
1: Do you have a rebuttal?
2: I just believe when you're together
0: in agreement with the will of God and the plan of God and you're generous and you give over and above the tithe, God opens the windows of heaven and pours out blessings you don't have room enough to contain. So let's be in agreement in yes. a kingdom marriage All that we days. are generous givers. Amen. And God multiplies your seed for sowing. Second yes. Corinthians, Amen. he multiplies your seed for sowing. Because yes. it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Yes. And he'll he'll multiply the fruit of your righteousness so that it shows up in goodness and kindness. And it says, you'll have long-term righteousness, Amen. and your children will be taught of the Lord and they'll follow in his ways.
2: Amen. 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 Let's go. Money, money, money. Go ahead. <laughs> So, I saved this question for last, and this is a, an interesting one. My boyfriend and I have been living together for years. What's the point of getting married now, and why? Hold up. You want to start with that one?
1: I can start.
2: Young's are playing house.
0: In Pittsburgh, they say it house. And there was one term, if you didn't make the marriage similar, I thought it was good. They said, uh, they said if you're really trying to spice things up, men do the dishes, take out the trash. Clean the house, sweep the floor. They chore didn't call play. It foreplay; they called it chore, chore play. <laughs> so write that in your notes, men. You might need to work that little chore play. Clean out the garage, right? Clean out the garage. Women remain chaseable. Don't dress like flannel, and night stockings, and some head wrap at night. Man, look like. Try wa- watch Hallmark a I little love bit. My they don't eye mask. ever wear that stuff. Eh, Amen.
1: We need a little grace, you know. A little. You know, flannel here and there is all good.
0: You dress up to go to the TV, you look hot. Uh, and then, I then know. sometimes at night I look like, what happened? I need somebody.
1: I need somebody to shift. love me for who Hears I am. Hairs all
0: up and these things look like devil horns sticking out her head. I'm like, what happened to my CTV of the <laughs> year woman wife? Anyway. Do y'all want
1: to hear something funny my son told me? You know how kids are brutally honest? This is so bad. This is gonna make me look bad. He said, "Mom, in one makeup wipe, I can erase your whole career." Hold up. Games when back here going. One makeup it? wipe, I can erase your... Okay. I mean, you I'm. You say still... what's a
0: revelation about I makeup? Was like, You're not wrong. Get some. You're... There's you're a place up there. I, I thought for years. My, I seen these big bills on the thing on a bank statement. It said, "Ulta." Also. I thought it was utilities. Yeah. And I was like, "I said,
1: I'm said I bills, paid the bills. He said I paid the bills, honey. Yeah. I
0: said no. You went to some, anyway. Let's get uh, into this okay, question. So
1: like when you're living together and you're not married.
0: Go ahead. You first.
1: You're like you're playing. You're playing House. a game. It's not it's not real. You know when it gets real when one of you gets sick or you're you, you lost a job. Like are you going to be there for me when all of hell breaks loose because we have no covenant. We might have a contract and we our names might be separate but we might be paying different utilities but like when the rubber meets the road when all hell is unleashed are you there for me? I don't know because You haven't really committed to me before God. So if we remove that, what do we have? We have, it's not a sure foundation. It is a foundation that's built on sand. And, but here's the thing you can get it right. That's right. And you can just switch and do it God's way and say, I'm tired of playing the games. We're playing house. It's like taking the wow out of marriage. It's like, I don't know why we're doing it. We don't. We're not test. You don't test drive this thing. It's so not like, let me test and see if you'll be good enough for me. Like, no. Mm-mm. I am very highly valuable, and I'm his girl. So you're marrying a daughter well, of the king, or you're sleeping with a daughter of the king uh-oh. without a covenant. That's uh-oh. bad. Okay, so. Re-
0: remember what remember what David said? You know how he knew he was going to win the battle? You all, everybody knows this. So here's the context. Ready? Here's the context. You go, wow. And we all shout about that story. This big ugly guy with 16 eyes and and he can't see properly because he was part of the Nephilim. And the Nephilim guys had eye visual issues. So David was like, hey, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you with the word of the Lord. And listen to what he said, how this is so important. He didn't look up at his head. He, he, He understood something about him that when he got... When he was born, he got what the Jews would call circumcision, which means a putting off of the flesh, which means there's a mark in your flesh of God. That was what Abraham did in this covenant, that there's a mark in your flesh, that you are God's, and you have a covenant. You have a mark, a seal, a circumcision of covenant, and he got up, and when he came before the devil, and this is what you need to do, he just looked over and said, hey, This guy's a man without a covenant. He's mine today. He's lunch for me. You're a person without a covenant, you're in big trouble. Because guess what? If you're not in covenant, now the devil can eat your lunch. And guess what? If you're a person in covenant, you can go, hey, I don't come to you in my own ability. I'm a little shepherd boy. I got a sling, but I'm going to take you out, you big ugly thing, because you're a man without a covenant. You've never been circumcised. I've been circumcised, and you know what? All heaven is behind me because I'm connected to heaven, and I have a covenant with my God, and today he takes you out through me. That's kingdom being established in the earth. Can I have an amen? amen? Say, I have a covenant. Go ahead. Sorry about that. I did stand up for that.
1: Well, G- Jesus was responding to questions by the disciples, and he answered them. And so, when people say, "Did did did Jesus say anything about you know homosexuality, about uh, transgender? Did he say anything about what marriage should look like?" These are in Jesus' words. Because of this, a man leaves father and mother and is firmly bonded to his wife, becoming one flesh, no longer two bodies but one, because God created this organic union of the sexes. No one should desecrate his art by cutting them apart. And then the disciples said, but why get married? And Jesus said this, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. Well. Take some mature. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. And this is so perfect. If you're capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, then do it. It should get bigger, better, grander. It is more bigger. beautiful, more <laughs> glorified. It's no. Forget your love handles. As the years go by, they get more beautiful and larger and larger. Right. I like that. You so you say,
0: you say, listen to answer this question. And, and to even have people that are watching online, we love you. People in the room, we love you. People getting married next service, we love you. People getting married at the north, we love you. Some are getting married for the first time. But can I tell you, when I counsel people over the last 30 years, before even I was a pastor, traveling in the ministry, marrying different ones, I found out that when people lived together, the church would throw stones at them. When people don't do it God's way, people would throw stones at them. Well, the church says you've been divorced. No one can ever marry again. The church says you fell short. You can't get get married. You can't have this. You can't. So it was a big, oh, sorry. This is the club we're in. We're better than thou. You can't come in here. That's not the way this covenant is all. You can be living together and you can see a loving God who has this. It's called agape. It's what that heart sweater is all about. It's about what Valentine's Day is all about. It's not eros, that's sexual love in the Greek. It's not storge, that's family love in the Greek. It's not phileo, that's brotherly love in the Greek. It is 1 Corinthians 13, if you have this not love, agape. So if you're a born again child of God, how many are born again? People of God. You have agape love deposited in you. So you have this, and what's the most important word of that? It's unconditional. It's unconditional. In other words, you can't do anything to make God love you more or less. You come to God and you do what? God says you belong. How's that work? Then you believe. How's that work? Then you become. God says, fix you later. Let me get your heart changed, and let me get you in covenant first. Let me get you to understand how much God loves you, and when you respond to that love, we love him because he first loved us. So while our love is just responding to God, you saved me. You had a plan. The devil wanted to take me out. The devil wanted me far from God. The devil took my authority, took my dominion by my sin by Adam's sin all died, Romans 5, and we all fell short and sin spread to every man. But God so loved the world, come on, yeah. right. that he gave his only son to restore right. us to that kingdom place yes. where your dominion's back, your authority's yes. back, your purpose back, your covenant's back. Mm-hmm. So now that we get back in covenant, God doesn't say, hey, I hate you, get away from me, you're in sin. He says, no, birds fly, fish swim, sinners sin. So if you're a sinner and you're living in sin, I tell people the first place to come. I've had so many atheists. I have so many unsaved people. I've had so many messed up people come to me and say, pastor, we want to in, in, in rank sin. But they recognize God's covenant and said, today, we want to make it right in marriage. I said, come on, let's do it. My pastor said, you can't do that. I said, watch me, watch me, watch me. I said, I married them. And you know what? of the time, there's even a crazy couple I married up at Seven Springs. It was the highest wedding I've ever seen. I mean, I took my kids there. They had a wedding in a log cabin that was down by a river. And the lady said, the, the, the people knew me from Forbes Hospital going in to pray for people. Said, will you marry our son? I said, of course, why not? He said, but his wife's atheist. He's Catholic. She's atheist. That's a mix for chaos, not kingdom. But I said, yes, I'll marry them. So we counseled. He got saved, but she remained atheist. We went to this wedding. People were walking down, and I noticed they were going in this old Volkswagen bus van. They were all hitting the ball. It
1: was the kind of... It was wild. It I- was a Halloween wedding. They were barefoot with no bras, it all was high, okay, and candy that's enough everywhere. Of that.
0: Everybody was high, and I it was, was mad. very weird. I was mad. Everybody was high. Everybody was drunk. And my wife and I are the only ones who wow. were higher drunk. And everyone's having a party. And inside was this big wedding cake. There was cobwebs everywhere <laughs> and skeletons. And it was like everyone for, for the uh, wedding dressed up as an evil character. And I, I said, I was standing down there. I was mad. I was livid. I was standing down there in my yeah. suit by the pond. All these drunk people were staggering down. And I said, I hate this. And I heard God say, I love this. I said, what do you mean? Yeah. He said, where sin is, grace much more abounds. Yeah. He said, "These crazy people came together to get in holy covenant, and you decided to come, and you and your wife are the glory of God here Man, to manifest." Right. He said, "Now marry them, hire not, marry them." Yeah. And I, I married them, and it got weirder and weirder, and I just left. <laughs> I grabbed my kids; they were looking around. There was a little hand that came out and grabbed you if you grabbed candy, and I was like, "This is satanic. We're out of here." I grabbed my, all the candy I could get from my kids, jumped in the car. And, <laughs> I did. And then we burned out. Amen. I agree. So, so, so you say, what happened? Um, it was years later. The mom comes to me in the hospital. She says, I just want you to know that that couple that you married, my son, she's saved now. They're doing well. They serve God. And God is good to them. How many know God is good? Yeah. So when we decide to do it, this is what the bottom line is. What is holiness? It's set apart. The kingdom is set apart from chaos. The world's way is chaos. God's way is the kingdom. So if I want to be a kingdom couple, if I want all that's in the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, if I want to do it, God, that's all I'm saying. So why did John the Baptist, why did Jesus preach in Matthew 24? Repent. The gospel of the kingdom will be preached all over the world, and then the end shall come. When the gospel of the kingdom is, the good news of the kingdom, what's that mean? Get in covenant. Today, God says, get in covenant. Today, God gives us opportunity. He says, I love you. And you know what? I say in marriage, you belong. You get married and you belong and then you believe. And then you become. You seek after the kingdom and become all he wants you to be. Can I tell you, I was so excited because this is probably the biggest marriage conference we had with new believers in it. And new believers, and we were redundant with some stuff, but some old stuff came out, some new stuff, and people said, I've never heard this before, and I'm shocked. I've never heard this before. This changed my life. This was incredible. This is the way God wants to do it. It's simple. How many know, here's God's, here's God's triangle, here's God in the middle, a husband and a wife in union, say, my first step to getting the kingdom is I want to be covenant. I want to know Christ is my savior, and now I want me and my wife to be one flesh according to God's purpose. And you know what? Why would we want to do it not God's way? God says, well, you know, can't we just, the question that was asked, can't we just live together? Isn't that all right? Well, it's all right in the chaotic world system, but in the kingdom, it's not all right. So guess what? I found out all we do is win, 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 no matter what. And my hands go up. And they praise him. You you know know what God's saying? He wants you to win. He wants you to win in life. He wants you to rule and reign kings, but we don't get to do it our way. The world says, forget marriage, forget reproduction, forget having children, forget being one. That's stupid. And God says, no, no, no. This is to be celebrated. When the world sees how a husband loves a wife and how Christ loves the church and how a wife respects her husband and how the, the church respects Christ and we honor him, all of a sudden we create this. this canister. We create this holder. We create this environment that Christ can come into our life and he can have first place in our marriage. And there the glory of God is revealed and we replicate his image. This Amago Day picture is the image of who the father is. It's the only institution on the planet that God sanctified and set apart. And he said, this is significant of how God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit operate three in one. You have a husband, you have a wife, a helpmate, and then you have the Holy Spirit helping you live this out to do it His way. And then when we do it His way, it's all over but the celebration. Can I have an amen? Amen. Go ahead. Do you want to say anything? Well, just
1: before we get ready for the renewal of the vows, um, I just wanted to mention what Dr. Tony Evans said about marriage. It was God who created man. It was God who communicated to man his word. It was God who revealed the need in man for a woman. It was God who created the woman from the man. It was God who brought the woman to the man. So it was clearly God's intent that he never be left out of marriage, but rather he be the very definition of it. So that's what we're believing for kingdom marriage That God will be the very definition of marriage in your life.
0: And can I say this as we end the podcast which just clicked off because it only goes about 30 minutes? I want to say today as we pray, where's my keyboardist? Do I have someone play the keyboard or do I have to okay, I'll go do it. No, I won't. There's JR in red. Let's go, Jr. Look, I wish I had hair like that. It could do cool stuff, cool stuff with. But, but, but listen, listen, this is a beautiful time because here's what it is, ready? That I get to create, I get to, I love that word, ready? I get to create, you get to co-create. You're getting ready to have a baby on Wednesday, right? Right? And now think about the holiness of this. Nobody on the planet, nobody on the planet can reproduce a spirit. But God said, I've given you the power and authority to be united in holy matrimony with a wife, God's way. Then you come together with your DNA. Now, and now all of a sudden, God says, in the womb of your wife, (sighs) and he took some of your DNA, he took some of hers and he put it together. You're a co-creator with God. He didn't make you some little peon robot that he could bark orders to. He made you a son and a daughter so that you could rule and reign with him. He didn't do this so he could just bark orders to people. He said, you're my son, you're my daughter. See, when, when the estates passed on and Judah's over there and glory's there, and I say, hey, I built my whole life for the next generation. Stand on my shoulders. My legacy of the righteous will be mighty in the earth. So we're building something that no other demonic, demon-possessed, holly, weird. You say, are you mad at them? No, I want them to find Jesus. I want them to know who Jesus is. But they're very intentional about worshiping the devil, making covenants. And God says, I've given you this creative power. I've given you my image, Amago Day. I've given you my likeness. And this child's going to come forth, and it's going to look a lot like you. And it's going to look a lot like your wife. And you're going to go, wow, this is our image. And God said, yeah, all heaven said, reproduction takes place in intimacy so that you can bring righteous seed in the earth so that the kingdom of heaven can be established in Pittsburgh. Yes another righteous child another righteous child another righteous married and then the christies get saved and now all their children are taught of the lord and you got olivia and you got sabrina and and your other daughter and your other and 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 your son-in-law Stoss, and now there's there's what you say what's happening with 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 the christies their kids are inheriting the earth and now the past where they grew up like where my parents grew up under a curse that's broken And now your baby grandkids are going to be full of the light of the gospel. They're never going to know sickness or disease. They're never going to know poverty and lack. They're never going to know sadness and depression. They're going to grow up in this safe place under the covering of heaven. This thing implemented called the family that the world hates and the devil wants me to stop talking about. Because now your kids feel secure and they feel valued and they feel worth and you lay hands on them and they recover and you lay hands on them and they get peace and they get joy. And all of a sudden, you're bringing up kingdom kids. What does God want? I'll I'll read, and then we'll do our vows. What does God want? This is so powerful. But I put it away, so let me pull it back out. This is so powerful, this scripture, Malachi 2. It says, and because God was there with you to witness when you spoke your marriage vows to your young bride. And now you've broken those vows. You've broken your faith bond. With your avowed companion, your covenant wife. God, not you, made marriage. His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage, Freddie. His spirit is in you. His spirit inhabits all the details. God made marriage, not you. The smallest details of marriage. And what does he want from marriage? Children of God. That's what. So guard the spirit of marriage within you. Don't cheat on your spouse. Wow. Guard the spirit of marriage. Verse 16, God says, I hate divorce, says the Lord of Israel, the God of the angel armies. I hate, look at this, I hate the violent dismembering of the one flesh marriage. So watch yourselves. Don't let your guard down. Don't cheat. Don't let your guard down don't cheat. God says, I hate divorce. So with everyone in this place and you watching online, we're just going to do a simple renewal of vows. And I'm asking you, if you're husband and wife, that you want to recommit to your spouse right now, would you stand up? Just all of us stand up. If you're married, if you're not, you, you don't have to, but just sit there and look. If you're single, watch, watch. Here. And I, I want you to, that, that, that sidearm thing's good, but I know, let, let's go this way. Let's go this way. Let's go. Bring I, want, I want you to you eye to eye. I told the marriage conference, see, even Pastor Matt looks cute today, and he's doing it. But I, I told, I told my, my garage door guy said, you got a problem, you can't get things open because the eyes in the beam on your garage door, they're, not, they're off. He said, you got to make sure they're eye to eye, then you can get that thing open. So right now, I don't care if, if, if is, is everyone that's married standing up looking at each other in the eye. You don't have to look at me. You guys heard the word in the marriage conference. Now we're going to do it. We're going to release it. We're going to speak it. You guys that are security guys, grab your wife. There you go, Jim.
1: So and formality.
0: I, no, no, we're not going to do this formal at all. You look her in the eye.
1: I like formal. I hate
0: formal. Look at your... There you go. Come on now. Ready? Man? I want you to say this with me today I promise with my life to you as my wife I love you as Christ loved the church I'll stand with you I'll stand for you I pledge by God's grace to be a loving leader in our home to love you as Christ loved the church I pledge to be your protector your defender, a faithful minister of God's word. I pledge to provide and share freely with you all that God gives me. I honor you with our authority and the possessions God gives us. I pledge to be faithful to do all these things in all seasons and circumstances as long as we both shall live. I pledge to treat you like the queen that you are. You are the most beautiful woman in the world to me. As your husband, I call you blessed. And I promise to stay with you for the rest of my days. God's favor is on us. We are a kingdom couple.
1: Wow. Yes. And wives to your husbands, repeat after me. I pledge by God's grace to be to you what the church is to Christ, to uphold your leadership and minister to you. I pledge to strengthen you and support your authority in our home. I too pledge to love you and to seek to be a delight to you. Come on. With graces that please you. I pledge to do these things in all seasons and all circumstances as long as we both shall live. I pledge to treat you like the king that you are and I pledge that our marriage will be a glowing path toward a shining finish.
0: Wow. Now ready? Stay right there. And as much as these couples have renewed their covenant by pledging their continuing love, the sealing of their vows before God in this assembly, I charge that under God, no one should weaken or seek to harm this union. May God and every enemy be enemies to it and anybody that comes against this and friends to the friends who blesses it. Now by the authority vested in me, by this couple in the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare you are still the most powerful kingdom couple, husband and wife, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. For the many, many time you may kiss your bride. Kiss your bride. You can be seated.
1: No. Bubbles! Yes! Bubbles!
0: You have to kiss your wife when you get home. You have to kiss Vinny next service. Now, listen as we close today. Listen, 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 listen. You can play that song Love again a little bit when I run out of here. But but how many see what God's trying to do through marriage? How many is it clear? Come on, give the Lord a praise, give the Lord a shout. Now, wait, 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 wait. Give me some keyboard. Now, now, now you say, Pastor, but, but wait a minute. I'm single, and I'm, I'm just looking for a spouse, looking for a husband. Listen, be very careful how you gravitate toward the will of God and that you find someone that's equally yoked, equally yoked. And, and, and I want to encourage you guys that, that we at Grace Life Church, we're going to value marriage. This is how God shares his Imago Day image with the world the the people we walked on the set in israel and the guy said where's that one couple at and mike said which couple he said buck and amy he said the power couple that was standing here and i thought the kingdom couple how many know when people see the glory of god when they look at your offspring and your children they see you do things different you don't do them the chaotic way you do them the kingdom way and can i tell you when you do it god's way all you do is win would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? If you're here today, past friend, and you say, well, you know, I hear you're talking about the kingdom. I hear you're talking about God. And I hear you talking about this agape thing, which is the God kind of love. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him doesn't perish but has everlasting life. The devil has blinded the minds of the world that they can't see what I'm preaching to you today. But all of a sudden, when we can look and we can see who God is, and you online that just did the renewal of vows with your spouse, we can see God's image through this thing called marriage, this institution that God had a plan. But you know what? Satan ripped it off. He stole, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And his greatest goal is to take you to hell. His greatest goal is that your offspring not know the creator. His greatest lie and deception of truth. Is that this is all you get just here? Live big, party hard, have sex, do things out of God's boundaries, and it'll be great when at the end of your life, He just sucks you into hell. But then you have a choice that I don't wanna do it the chaotic way, I wanna do it the kingdom way. I wanna follow this good book, I wanna follow the guidelines of the Word of God because heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will forever be the same. And so here's what happens, guys. Are you, are you so nice because you're this? No, no, I'm a product of God's grace. That's all I am, a product of God's goodness. And I wake up every day, and as they sing that song, I have lived in the goodness of God. And so God's goal isn't to jerk us out of here. God's goal is to bring us back with him to rule and reign on this planet as kings. But he says you can start right now. Everything, everything gets started in him, Jesus, and finds its purpose in him. With every head bowed and you online looking on, just type down there, That today I want to give my life to Jesus. Today I want to know kingdom. Today I want to know the king of the kingdom. His name is Jesus. That the father loved me so much, he sent his only son to die in my place, to be the sacrifice for all of my sin, to redeem me and make me righteous, to shed his blood so that I could wake up every day in the marriage covenant and say, things look really bad. I messed up. Will you forgive me? And the Bible tells us if we don't forgive in the Lord's prayer, we won't be forgiven. But how many know the greatest news of the kingdom is you've been forgiven you've been made right you've been made a way out of your sin and shame and problems all you have to do is say yes i accept it i believe it i want god's grace on my life i want him in union with me so with every person in here you would say pastor today's my day to give my life to jesus i want god in my world i want kingdom in me i want the king of kings and the lord of the lords to be my savior today that's your prayer just right where you're sitting with every head by my clothes say pastor pray for me pray for me that i have that real encounter with the living god with jesus christ that's me just shoot your hand up real quick say that's me pastor thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you somebody else just put your hand up thank you back there just real quick respond to god respond to god thank you sir thank you thank you He wants to come into your life right now. And he's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way on you. That's why this is so beautiful. He says, just just call, call upon me and I will answer you. Those who call upon the Lord shall be saved. You online pray with us and you right in the room. Let's pray together. Say, Lord God, I believe Jesus is your son. That he came to this planet because I was a sinner. He came in my place to be my sacrifice, to shed his blood and die for me and go to hell for me. But he rose again on the third day and then he gave me salvation and he gave me victory and he gave me new joy. Today I receive Jesus Christ is my king and he's my Lord. This day forward. My eyes are open. I'm going to pursue the kingdom. And all I'll do is win. Because I'm a child of God. Come on, give a shout if you believe that. (laughs) Sister Kim's back. I heard her scream. You know what? My wife's right. We did did have to eat tacos for several years. But now when I go out to eat and I run into them, they always provide a nice dinner. So nobody try to figure out, don't follow them. But they know the best places to eat in the city come on, stand with me if you would. Who's coming here? Someone going to come or am I finishing this? Oh, Pastor Matt. Give it up for Pastor Matt. Hey, I I just want to say I'm not done, but I have to be. Hey, I love y'all. He's a better pastor with better hair. Hey, can I tell you, God loves you passionately. And, and the worst thing that you could ever do is celebrate Valentine's Day and get your teeth all grody with candy and chocolate, but not know the love of God. And when you get this love of God in your heart, he prayed, John prayed in 1 John 4, 16, that you might come to know and believe and trust the love that God has for you. For God is love. He that dwells in love dwells in God. His perfect love casts out all fear. You don't have to fear anything when you're mature in God's love. So Father, I thank you that you reveal to every person in here, those that have been saved and those that just got saved, how much God loves people. And I decree they're going to believe, Father, but they're going to belong first. Then they'll believe. And I thank you they will become all that you want them to be in the kingdom. Because whoever finds God finds Amen. Come on, can we give it up?